pray for John's sinuses. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Hello, hello. Cheers. Good to be back. Hopefully, no matter which side of the Super Bowl you were on, you're having a good time out there. I can honestly say that there is a box of tissues in very close proximity to John. I'm not going to pick or harp on him. Lord knows uh, I felt enough pain when the dogs lost, but uh, there are Kleenex next to him, people. That's all I can say. I hate you right now. <laughs> I, I, you know, We talked about this a little bit before. I don't want to keep harping on it, but I don't understand why Malcolm Butler didn't play. By the time this probably gets out, we will know why Malcolm Butler didn't play. But why you won't play the defensive player that played 97% of the defensive snaps all year and was the hero of Super Bowl 49, I have no idea. Hey, you know, there's some things you'll, we just never know in the world. Um, things happen. But I will say, you know, for the amount of rings that the Pats have pulled in overall, you as well and, and every other Pats fan that I am uh, friends with have, have all been pretty... Uh, Cordial, complacent, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it's the fact of, well, look how many other rings we have. Yeah, we didn't get that one, and we're not happy about it, but uh, plenty of teams don't even have one. So. Well, and I almost, wanted the, I almost wanted Brady to be able to get number six and ride off into the sunset. Being He's a not riding off. He said he wants to play to 45 or something. Well, yes. Because that's what is going to keep his – off the field career going it's in his best interest to prove that you can still be competitive into your 40s that's the tb12 method but part of me just wanted him to get that sixth and if you think about it he threw for 505 yards three touchdowns there wouldn't have been a better way to send him off not to span away from bourbon as that is our uh, main focus here folks but i will at least toss out you know it's probably good for his you know like you said his branding his whole uh you know lifestyle regimen diet physique etc avocado ice cream the only other quarterback that's played at that age made it to a super bowl i'm, I'm pretty sure brett Favre didn't uh didn't follow any of that no <laughs> I, think, I think he's just cut from different cloth and a uh i guess a true southerner is i'll toss out there him and his wrangler commercial hey he, he, he wasn't worried about those kind of things and he did just fine in his 40s maybe toward the end he trailed a little bit but i i you I gotta think, give it to the man i think if he could have taken away those vikings and jets years i'm sure they were fun for him but nobody likes seeing joe montana play for the chiefs nobody likes seeing brett Favre play for anyone other than the packers and when i say brett Favre, i mean brett Favre. hey he competed though it, it, he did it, it wasn't somebody paying for a name or a, a, a t-shirt or a jersey to be out there he gave it his all and then was competitive yeah true story all right, I'm done talking about that. <laughs> On a side note, you do look very uh, dapper 
and some new headphones in case anyone is, is new or chiming in or, or hasn't overly paid attention john's very big on the uh the tech equipment etc stuff i just kind of hang out here and, and say what's on my mind but i do notice he's got something new wrapped around his ears it looks pretty spiffy i care about sound i care about how people hear us you should too and in that same vein we did partner up with our friends over at studio which is a swedish headphone company that is coming to the united states for the first time I want to let you know that we have a discount code. It is Bourbon15. It will get you 15% off of any purchase. I did get the Regent. So there's two kind of headphones. One are earbuds, one are more over the ear. I got the over the ear Regent. There's 24 hours of active battery life, 20 days of standby life. I like them because you can use them corded, you can use it Bluetooth, so it's really good for me. It's versatile that I can you know, have that Bluetooth, but I can also have it plugged in when we're doing the podcast. There's also interchangeable caps with this. I haven't even got into it. Maybe they could get me some Patriots logos, but <laughs> it's something that uh, I, I really like them. They're super comfortable. They're one of the most comfortable pairs of headphones I've ever had, and I am kind of into trying different headphones. Now, they sent you the tray, and that's their newest model for the active lifestyle. You like to run. That's one of the things that that is important to you. I don't know if I like to. I just need to. Well, I need to run. You can obviously see that I'm not. But at the same time, you know, that model fits you well. You don't have to worry about messing up your hair. Yeah, exactly. All the hair I have on my head. But yours has nine hours of active battery life, 10 days of standby. And you were saying to me, you like the way that they fit because of what actually goes in the uh, in the ear and locks it in place, right? Yeah, it's a different, I guess, mechanism, for lack of a better word. Um, other things I, I have, they, they loop over the ear and you can kind of try to contour them and confirm them to, to hold up. A tight fit but it doesn't seem to work these have a um i guess a niche they lock into the groove of the ear they come with three different sizes so i would assume that could work for most people it has a really good battery life and i don't have any complaints that they, they've served me well in, in winter running check out studio they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones as not just a tech device but also an accessory you can find more at studio.com s-u-d-i-o.com make sure to put in the promo code bourbon 15 for 15 percent off and these things are only going for 100 bucks right now which is a great deal for bluetooth headphones so you could get a good pair of headphones for 85 dollars Moving on, I'm really excited, and this is going to be a really tough blind tonight. We are talking about MGP. There's been a bunch of good MGP stuff that's come out, but there's also a new release that has everybody talking, and that is mic drop. And please don't drop this mic because it's expensive. Everybody has been talking about mic drop. Yeah, it's it's fun to see the secondary boards and, and how something can light up pretty instantly. One or two sales of something, and then all of a sudden everybody says, whoa, what is this? Where is it? Whose is it? What does it taste like? Is this just the next 72-hour uh, bubble on a uh, small release bourbon product? One of the things I love about this one, though, is that secondary tries to light up on this, and you can still get them on websites. And people were out there trying to mark this one up when you could still go get it at retail and have well, it shipped they, to your house. They were successfully marking it up. I saw plenty of them go. And I mean, the release is roughly 3,300 bottles. Yep. So 
if there is anything out there, I can't imagine it, it will be there more than by the time this hits the air, honestly. A small batch release of some MGP blended barrels. From what I could try to read and find in various places, they debated maybe doing single barrel releases, but thought that all of the barrels were were of a level and, and a taste quality to where they could just all be blended and thrown into one singular release and, and a little bit more of a uniform product, but also something that was just really fun to taste. It's funny you should mention that, Zeke, because on the back of Mic Drop, and I have to give them credit at PM Spirits, we'll talk about them here in a second, they have said, this bottling is obtained by dumping together the following foolproof single casks. 1, 2, 3, 4, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16, distilled on 7-1-2009, and also 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, distilled on 7-7-0-9. Zeke, that's a lot of bottles. If I look there, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 different barrels. But is it really that many? I mean, this is what it says on the bottle. And you keep up with these things better than I do as a, uh, a stickler, but I mean, what by definition is is small batch? I feel like 3,300 is pretty small even <laughs> for small batch. I mean, you have things like the Elijah Craig Barrel Proofs, plenty of other uh, Stag Junior, plenty of other small batch releases that obviously if they're enough to span the whole country, and be somewhat tough to obtain. My guess is 3,300 is, is well under what uh, the, the standard, so to speak, is for a small batch. Well, if you think about it, right, the small batch, it's different for different places, right? Like H. Clark told us that they do a small batch, but their yield is a lot less than what other places would be. If you're looking at a lot of these barrels now, Mike Drop is aged eight years we could be talking about 180 to 200 bottles a barrel, say 20 times 200 is 4,000, give or take the angel share, and then you get to 3,300. You'll find some of these bigger places that use 40, 50, 60 barrels in a, a small batch for a release, but 20 to get 3,300 is not bad. That's not bad at all. It's more than one, which definitely constitutes a small batch right like it just needs to be more than one that's blended together to call it a small batch over a single barrel but i love the transparency they have they're they're telling you it's uncut it's unfiltered it is 112 proof we'll go through the tail of the tape which is always zeke's favorite part because he gets to get up and stretch but <laughs> and drink and drink. More importantly, Zeke, what's in your side pour tonight? Side pour tonight in a uh, Denver and Lily glass is actually um, Michter's toasted rye. It, it's a curveball, it is, and I, I I try and do it somewhat purposely if I know what we're going to go for in blinds, just simply so I can still enjoy something. But it also cleanses or throws my palate off enough to not be similar to what we're tasting, and I, I think it you know allows pick up more diversity than it would the opposite some people eat crackers some people drink water zeke drinks more bourbon i mean it, it's what it's made well for. that's actually a rye sorry but <laughs> um 
not to take away from what we're looking at tonight, but it's fun. It, it's a unique taste. Good to have around with with a mixed company. Something you all can talk about, discuss, learn flavor profiles of uh, your friends or you know who else uh, you, you take advice from. And you just smile and laugh at the end and say, all right, I, I see what you're saying. And now I, I have one more layer of understanding your your palate versus mine and taking opinions. <laughs> I'll never understand your palate. Well, you know. I, I wouldn't necessarily say you have a palate. I would just say you have a nose. Zeke is sitting here <laughs> as we're talking, right? The whole time. You think some people would be drinking their whiskey, drinking their bourbon. Zeke's just sitting here sticking his nose at the Glen Karen. And every time he talks... He pulls the Glen Karen away for a second and says something into the microphone, but then puts his nose back in there. I mean, I enjoy the smell. It's good stuff. I, we are going to schedule the nose off with Dan the Bearded Dram sometime here soon. It, it, it's coming, I think. It should be fun. Um, every now and then you do get the curveball of something that doesn't match the nose once you get to the, the tasting, but for the most part, things seem to be pretty consistent, at least. Uh, if anybody has a chess clock... Please reach out to me, direct message us at Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Instagram or Bourbon Dads on Twitter or Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Facebook. I need a chess clock. I need to know how to get a chess clock. I need this in my life. You know those sand things? No, no, no. One of the things where there's two buttons, so each one of you has a clock and you can set the time. So I want you and Dan to each have nosing time. Oh. And then you make your move, you do your sniff, and then you have to hit the chest clock, and then it's Dan's turn. So you have a limited amount of time to sniff, because you guys could take a while. I just want a piece of chest pie with this toasted rye or some pecan. So do you like the toasted rye? Going back to the question I meant to ask you 10 minutes ago, do you <laughs> like the toasted rye now? I do. I'm, I'm hit or miss on it, and uh, it's by no means an everyday, and you have to be a, just have a hankering for it. But I swear, I think that thing with a big piece of warm pecan pie would just be the bee's knees. Because we didn't love the toasted rye last time we had it. No, but I think we also had it with toasted bourbon. No, just, we didn't do the toasted bourbon. We put it up against the Barrel Proof and a couple of it, like Pikesville or something else. The Victor's Barrel Proof Rye. It's tough to go up against that. That is our staple. Yeah, I mean, he, the, we, we, that's one of the few times we agree that's the rye we would you know, almost just say is a, a gold standard at findable, for the most part affordable, and just a full burst of flavor. Completely agree with you. That is the gold standard. That is the Four Roses store pick that we measure everything else by in the bourbon world. You know, when you're talking about price versus quality, things like that, getting that Michter's uh, Barrel Proof Rye is pretty much, I, I would put Pikesville up there with that. When you're going to get a $50, $60 rye that is just really good, comes in with a good cast strength. They're both over 110 which is really good. That being said, I have a hankering for some MGP. For those of you that don't know, MGP was the old Seagram's distillery in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They now distill a lot of juice for a lot of places around the country. We just talked about our friends over at Chattanooga in our last episode. They do get stuff from MGP. You look at, you know, Mike Drop is very transparent here that they get stuff from MGP. We are going to be putting this up against a Boone County, 
which says they get from MGP on the back, but they also say that their distiller goes up there and works with them. And then we also are going to put this up against a Bellmead store pick, which is also MGP, although Bellmead is working to put out their own distillate. Boone County, Bellmead, Mike Drop, Chattanooga, all those places have kind of benefited from MGP and, and what they're doing there. There's countless more distilleries that are doing it. I think we're finding out, you know, you look at Smooth Ambler and what they did with it. MGP is putting out some good stuff. Do they have the stigma that they used to have? I think it varies on, you know, someone's opinion and I guess just uh, how old school they are. Because you still meet the, tr- the traditionalists that will say, not from Kentucky. Nope. Not <laughs> bourbon. Not drinking it. Nope. 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 Then I think you have them in a blind and they just flippy the bird and walk off because they don't want to know that they really enjoyed something that much that wasn't Kentucky made. But Speaking of blind, I'm nervous about this one. Oh, the, the, this is going to be one of the better ones we've done in a while. I mean, they're, they're all very similar and fun. All of them are, you know, full-on cash strength, unfiltered, just dumped out of the barrel. The, the bell mead's a little bit higher in proof and also has a higher rye content. It's going to be 36% rye as opposed to 21. Should I just go to the tail of the tape? I don't see a better time. All right. Let's, I could use a pour too, thanks. Let's talk about the tail of the tape here. Mic Drop is coming in at $100. It's 112 proof of non-chill filter goodness at 56% ABV. There were only 3,300 bottles of this distilling, so make sure you get one if you can. It is 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% barley malt. And coming in at a young eight years old compared to its two competitors. Boone County is coming in as an elder statesman at 12 years old at $100, 113.52 proof. It is 56.76% ABV, also 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. It is uncut and unfiltered, just like Mike Drop and Bell Mead. The Bell Mead store pick cast strength is coming in at a whopping $60, which is interesting compared to its two competitors. It is 124.9 proof, 62.45 ABV, and it has a 36% rye mash. This one is coming in right in the middle at 11 years old, which is interesting compared to Mike Drop's eight years old and Boone County's 12 years old. This is the tale of the tape brought to you by Dad's Drinking Bourbon and Zeke's Side Pour. <laughs> More importantly, I, I'm wondering if, if John's Michael Buffer voice is going to be equally as uh, you know exciting. No, because I'm stuffed up. I, I got the kids are a petri dish in daycare. I don't know why, but I was just sick. My this whole tasting when we do this. And we are going to do the thing that we do where we speed the tape forward right now. But I am so worried about this one because I don't have a nose. I am fighting blind. I am like Rocky when he says, cut me, Mick. I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> I mean, if you need me to find a blade, I can. Uh, I got one, but I don't want you. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? Cut my nose off? Well, John, I am a you know pharmacist. I can recommend some things. Yeah, I bet you can. 
I bet you can. Never asked, not once. Well, I know what you're going to tell me. You know, <laughs> there's all these suffixes on the end of, is it an inhibitor or is it an expectorant? All those. The last time we had this talk, I simply said, what color was the box? I don't know. I can't get more basic than that. Those are hard questions for me. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and speed this tape forward so we can talk about this whiskey for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home. Let's get ready to drink! <laughs> And we're back. Zeke, you were telling me in the break that you think you got this one strictly on the nose. Do you want to go first? Uh, never opposed to falling on my face or occasionally getting one right. So with that, uh, usually feel pretty confident in the nose. Occasionally the palate throws me off, but I don't mind rolling the dice. It's one of the fun things John and I try and do to uh, see how uh, right or wrong we may or may not be and, and where we rank these things but i would say going left to right i thought that the left was the bell mead the middle was the boon 1833 and the right was the mic drop and which one did you like the most i enjoyed them all and not to be ambiguous or dodge a question but i, I think it's where your pla- flavor profile is well where's your flavor profile that's what people want to know I mean, I love all of these. They're fun. I personally would probably go with the Bell Mead. I'm, I'm not playing the local card by any means, but it is just an explosion of flavor, especially this one at almost 125 proof. It, it, it's fireworks. One of my notes just says BOOM in all caps. I mean, it, it was just a burst that just goes off. And, you know, it's a single barrel, may not be many other ones that do that, and, and I do take that into perspective, but speaking on what's in front of us, that thing just goes. Uh, so you're talking about this, <clears throat> let's not talk about the tasting notes too much. You seem very confident, so you think you got these right. I feel like it, um, what I thought was the Boone County had... a. a Similar flavor, obviously. Let's not, let's not go into the... See, oh. Yes, you just think you got them right, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're not going to tell me, I'm going to ramble. That's well, up you, to you. Well, you got them right. <laughs> so, <laughs> before we talk about tasting notes, I'm starting to get really mad at you because you're getting these right every week. I am a little more nervous about this because I am fighting a little blind here. I did not get a lot of nose on these... Um, I think there is a definite one that has the darkest color out of all of these. We'll talk about that here in a minute. My guesses were that number one for me was Boone County, number two was Mike Drop, and number three was Bellmead. I would rank it in the order of Bellmead first, Mike Drop second, Boone County third. Well, the first part's right, at least. So I got Mike Drop and Bellmead wrong? No, no, I, I meant your. Your guesses. I wouldn't say in your rankings. Oh, you didn't like my rankings? No, I just wanted to mess with you. I didn't pay attention to that much. So I actually got it right? You did. Wow. First time for everything, folks. (laughs) (laughs) This does not happen too often. And in fact, I tell people it makes our show worse 
when we get them right. I almost wish I got it wrong because then we'd have something to talk about here. Oh, we still have plenty to talk about. I mean, these these are all, I won't say great, but they are very good bottles and, and by no means am I unhappy about these three as a tasting. And let's talk about the Boone County first, right? Let's go left to right, at least for me. I thought this one was super smooth. It was the smoothest of the three for me. I had a slight mouth tingle, hint of oak, a little bit of vanilla and toffee. It definitely tasted the oldest to me out of the three. I think that age kind of came through in the oakiness. It was spicy at first on the finish, but as we let it open up for a couple minutes, it definitely mellowed out for me. Granted, the only notes I have really right now are uh, nose for all these. But for that one I had, it was um, more subtle than the left, which I thought was the Bell Mead. Proof is a little different in the rye content as well. So that's where I really came up with that deduction. Um, it seemed to be a, a darker cherry, somewhere really maybe raisin, date, possibly like plum or fig. I don't know. I'm not the best with those things, but it was somewhere in that spectrum. It was I, a fruit. I, I underlined date as being what I thought was more spot on. Uh, for just being a, a darker flavor profile. So what you're saying is it was a fruit. Yeah, and you know sometimes you struggle for words and you, you try and find something that folks can relate to. And that's where I really came up with date and what I remember from the last time I had some. Uh, somewhere in that, that profile. But like you said, the, the age statement, it didn't overwhelmingly show through, but it was there enough to, to give you the opinion of this one's probably a little bit older and you could tell and and weathered a little bit more yeah you could tell it was just enough it wasn't a lot but it was just enough to say oh this is the 12 year let's kind of go in in reverse order of age right the bell mead slight oak on the palate I, i can't get anything on my nose right now almost dark chocolate toffee it was the thickest out of the three for me as far as you know, coating your mouth and, and all that stuff that was in there. I got slight spice with a faint Kentucky hug. Knowing that Bell Mead was 124.9 proof, I'm really not surprised that I said that it had the faint Kentucky hug and I was a little surprised that it didn't burn more than it did. This one has 12 proof higher than the other two. But at the same time, you know, we've talked about it in some other spaces before. It, it really seems to be the at least some of the rye grains that MGP is is pulling in, they have a very just uniqueness to them of, of a sweet profile. It, it's funny you say you even got the hug because I, I don't get it. I, I get a, a 125 proof just pop, but it's all flavor, all just, you know. When it, I say I got a explosion. hug. When I say I got a hug, I got like a pat on the back. You know, it wasn't really like a hug. It was like a, hey, bud, maybe I got a side hug. It wasn't It wasn't enough to really burn. It just was a slight tingle in the chest. It was the only one out of the three that really traveled down to my chest hmm. from my mouth. Interesting. Nose-wise, my notes are just a, a, a plush velvet. It was very soft and invited, and, and it just really seemed... It wanted to just envelope you and, and say, come on in, like the water's warm. 
I don't know. I'd laugh at it, but that's what I wrote. I don't know. Beyond that, I, I have just sugar sweet. It, it really almost resonated to the point of um, funnel cake with confection sugar. You said it a lot better than I did, but it was sweet. I mean, it it's, sweet. it's it's good. It's not like Mad Dog 2020 or some other fake sweet. It, it To be a high rye content, it, it's an exceptional product. I'm, I'm amazed by it. And we have talked about that before, that 36% rye. It almost makes it sweeter, and it might... You know, we're learning as we go through this that it might not just be the high rye, it might be the type of rye they use, and these are all things that we want to explore moving forward. But those Belmede picks that came out at 36% rye are just a different breed. And, and not even to say it's MGP only, um, 1792, you know, Barton's line, their high rye. I found to have a, an exceptionally more sweet, enjoyable flavor than sweet heat, which is the wheater. Yeah. And it, I didn't get anywhere near the sweetness off of that that I do uh, the high rye. So it, it's out there and, and not to ramble, but we, we really want to explore uh, rye and grains and, and wrap our heads around a few concepts. Now that mic drop for me, it was super spicy on my first pour of it, and I know you've had the bottle open. After I let the air hit it for a couple minutes, it mellowed out very quickly, and that's what I wrote. It was smooth on the front. With air, it mellows quickly. It coats my whole mouth with toffee and vanilla, hint of butterscotch. I got a good mouth tingle, but not too much. A medium finish. Not particularly long, but enjoyable. It was the shortest of the three. I could definitely tell just with the the whole experience that it was the youngest of the three. But at eight years, I am not bringing up age as a determining factor. I'm, I'm not saying that that means anything. I know you have an opinion on that. It didn't last as long as the other two did for me. I'm not saying that's something against it because I did think this came in second for me behind the bell meat. No, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. And honestly, even though I, I think there's one we haven't gotten to yet, I don't think that finish is the best quality for any of these three bottles or pours or however you want to look at it. it it's there, but none of them just have something that just lingers and you, you realize it's there, you know, five minutes later. Wow, I'm still tasting that. That being said, nose-wise, what I put down was uh, the sweetness was young, but but it wasn't a corn or, or anything that, that seemed to be, I guess, overly revealing its hand, so to speak. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just, just kind of there, and you could tell out of this group that it was the youngest, but it wasn't. It, it wouldn't have tipped your hat any other way just besides the fact that it felt like it was a little bit thinner than the other two. Yeah, and, and, and nose-wise, I went with uh, very vibrant, like champagne. It just seemed to be sparkling. And I, that, that's really what I took away from it was that youngness. It resonated that way and not a, a lack of maturity. It was just a difference in profile of just really being bubbly, fresh, just poop. <laughs> di- di- dive in and enjoy this. Um, I, don't, I don't know. That, that, that's where I put it in my mind. That being said, so you ranked it. You just put the Bellmead first, but you didn't say what you liked better out of the Boone County or the Mic Drop. 
I'll go mic drop. I, I think uh, I like that freshness. I mean, like I say, it's obviously not a sparkling product. To me, that that youth that's there and the vibrancy in that that just resonates to me. It's it's not it's not corn heavy or. or I hate for us saying dog. I hate for us saying youth with this one because it's eight years old. Well, in perspective, you've got a twelve and eleven and an eight. So yeah. it, it it's reasonable to say that, but. And I'm kind of baiting you here, but it's better than them putting out a two-year-old. Obviously, I mean, like I say, that what I say is youth. It's not, it's not white dog. It's not young. It's not a corn. It 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 just has to me a little more umph of hear me roar. I'm not an an old curmudgeon that's been sitting here, and my flavor profile is my flavor profile, so to speak, deemed based on the the time in the wood. Bellmead is 60, and that's a castring store pick. The Boone County, which is a pick, was 100. Mic drop is almost, if you consider the yield, it's almost like a private PM Spirits pick. If you think about 3,300 bottles, yes, that's a lot different from a store pick that might have 180 to 220. You put price into consideration here, there is something about Bellmead having these go, and, and I ranked it on taste. I ranked Bellmead first. I love the explosion. I love everything that's there. I love the experience with that one a little bit better. These are essentially the same product, and if you think about what differentiated it for us, Mike Drop and Boone County have the same mash bill. Now, Mike Drop is bringing in, we don't know all the barrels that Boone County used for it, but I believe it's a single barrel, which I just looked and it is. Mike Drop is a blend. Maybe blending had something to do with it because it is the same mash bill. The only differentiators are age and then you know what Mike Drop tells us on all the barrels that they use for this one. I love Mike Drop's transparency. I don't love the the hundred dollars for something that we're seeing, you know, with Bell Mead right here with Chattanooga that is putting theirs out at 45 and it's a cast rank MGP with the same mash bill. Yes, there are differences. Yes, we're going to think that there's more corn on the Chattanooga than some of these, but you just look at the price point. I don't think it matches up. And I agree. I think that's the easiest area to complain is the consumer is simply price especially as we all see them steadily increasing not only just on the shelves at MSRP but also in the secondary markets things just take off overnight over minutes however you want to look at it and I I will say that I think to me what's laughable I guess at this point is I haven't seen hardly any you know discord or upsetness over Boone County it being close to 100 it may be 90 Um, it's not much relatively speaking but every knock on mic drop has been the price. And I'm not going to disagree. I, I don't enjoy spending that much for a, a bottle. But at the same time, it's almost like Boone County, it's a free pass because the age statement and, and literally just the, the mindset of, well, if it's aged this long, it you know, must be good, must be worth this much money must be whatever however you want to look at it but but people seem to justify that way and not to veer off too far but similarly with peerless everyone that rants 
says it's $120 for a two-year ride. They don't just say it's $120 and, and tastes like junk or, or I have better rise for that price. They always say it's a two-year. L- look at the orphan barrels. Why you got to bring this back to Peerless again? It wasn't just Peerless. Orphan barrels, too. Look at those. They all have a, a crazy age statement. Do you want to drop 100 plus for those? I don't. Well, they're also... I think the... I'm kidding on that because you're right on the... But I know there there's people listening going, oh, here they go with Peerless again. Oh, they're always talking about it. But I think age ain't nothing but a number. And we're finding out that there are, what's good is good and what's bad is bad. I would hate if somebody said, why am I spending this much money for a bad rye? I would agree that I think Peerless is about $30 too overpriced for what it should be. But you can't deny that it's a good rye. Mic Drop in Boone County, it's very tough for me on this one because we are getting to that point in our show where we say if we would buy it. I would buy multiples of these on retail just because I like what MGP is doing right now. I think MGP is really hitting its sweet spot. I am uncertain to when the bubble could burst. We are in this golden age in the past few years with what MGP is doing. I like the Bellmead more. It just happened to be the cheapest. and But I've bought these retail. I don't think I would pay over retail for either, for any of these. But that's just me. Because you could go find another one that is very similar. may not be as good as the one that you're trying to get. But it's similar enough that I'm not going to justify that secondary price in order to get it. No, and I, I couldn't disagree with that. And... If nothing else, there's so much MGP influence in everything now, or our presence, however you want to look at it. It's all around. I don't know where all these uh, these higher eye matches are going. I, I wish I did. I would probably invest <laughs> heavily in them for my own uh, drinking future. If I had more free time, I, I would do more research there, but uh, we'll, we'll work on that later. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not cheap, but at the same time, there are not promoting or advocating it, but there are plenty of other bottlings at this price point that you and I both have been much more disappointed in. No, I I am very happy with my purchase of Mic Drop. I think it's easy to say, and I don't want us to always be all positive. You know, we have to give both sides of the coin. I'm saying don't buy it secondary. I am not saying don't buy it retail because it was very enjoyable. I like what they're doing up there at PM Spirits. They're trying to think outside of the box. You know me. I'm a glutton for transparency. So if you tell me more, I'm going to be a little biased anyway. Insert Zeke joke here. Yeah, and then <laughs> you didn't have to tee this one up, but not only is he a sucker for transparency, he's also a, a huge sucker for marketing. Um, no, I'm not a marketing sucker. Oh, John. I'm not a marketing look at sucker. This, look at this printout. Look at this graph. Look at this bottle. This bottle's so cool. Hold the stopper. No, Feel I didn't. stopper. When did I want to say anything about the fact that Mike Drop has a glass stopper opposed to the cork stop? I That's what I've been waiting on. That's why I'm no, laughing. But I'm not. But but no, I'll, I'll even say it for him this time for once. It's a fun-looking bottle. It's novel, cognac-shaped, glass stopper, 
fun looking label good and, name and and that 3300 bottles there's not going to be that many in if you enjoy sharing tasting and having a good time with friends and, and bourbon pulling this bottle out at the next tastings you go to it might be the only one that's quite possible and, and people are going to enjoy tasting it and say they had it and whether they love it or hate it they'll appreciate you for for not costing them to to spend the money secondary and to me that that's where the fun and the backbone of it all comes to is hey let's get together who's got some new, unique fun pours or something i've read it read or seen about and, and let's just have some fun with them exactly so to sum this up zeke and i agreed which doesn't happen often in the Bellmead first, Mike dropped second, and Boone County third. We did say that we would buy all of these. I was adamant that I wouldn't buy them on secondary. Zeke agreed with me on that. Please follow our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, YouTube, all the good places, your favorite podcast provider. Follow us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, on Twitter at Bourbon Dad's, on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon and Zeke, where can they find us? Well, 99% of the time, we're always right here in good old Nashville, Tennessee. Should anyone uh, be passing through, certainly reach out to us through a uh, you know, private message or something on various formats. Really, 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 um, in case no one could tell from the birthday event, more than anything, we, we like putting faces with names and, and more importantly than that, sharing pores. That's where the fun is and then what we enjoy the most. So let us know if you're in town. Zeke really stretches out that one line of saying Nashville, Tennessee to its brink. Zeke, we are looking forward. If you are listening to this now on Sunday, we are recording at Bellmead. That had no influence on our decision here tonight because we did taste blind. But we will be interviewing the boys over at Bellmead Bourbon and Nelson's Green Briar Distillery, and we are looking forward to that. So stay tuned for that. Please leave us a five-star review. If you don't like us, please tell us. We'll work on it rather than you going and bashing us in any other rating system. We love you guys. Have a good night. Cheers.